Hello everybody, welcome to First Floor Conversations, where the view at the top is only as good as the foundation which preserves it. My name is Jeremy Franchese, and today we're talking about virtual employees and what to do with them. everybody i hope everybody's been doing super well um it's definitely been a little nutty a little bit busy but i'm, I'm looking forward to, to chopping it up today and, and if you're joining thank you um whether you're on on, on, on spotify itunes podcast stitcher google play um, wherever you're listening i, I just want to say thank you the, the feedback's been incredible um even the criticism i love when i can get some feedback how to tweak the audio how to tweak the feed how to make it a little bit more enjoyable for you um as the bio says podcasts are either entertainment or their utility and uh, i hope i'll get better at blending the two i do think my brother got the funny genes but uh we'll work on it and we'll, we'll try to make it useful and, and enjoyable at the same time but you know what we're talking about today is is virtual employees and um, it's it's not only becoming increasingly more common to have a virtual component to a company's workforce but it's actually been increasingly more common to be a benefit a company offers i.e uh, a virtual day you know at home or, or work remote one day a week or two days a week i know some companies that i'll work with that do wednesday remote day i'm trying to take the stigma out of hump day uh, which i think is really really cool um but a lot of different approaches and what what really uh it drives this conversation and why i wanted to chop it up and talk about it and unpack it is because it matters when you have a, a workforce that's intimately engaged in, in an office environment, you have a lot of the intangibles that make a work experience unique and um, more than just a paycheck, right? You have the FaceTime interaction with maybe your superior, maybe your subordinates, maybe your new friends, maybe you develop new relationships. Maybe it's an intimate relationship or it's a, a platonic relationship. Maybe it's a best man at the wedding, a bridesmaid, or maybe it's your future husband or wife, right? Like there's a lot of intangibles that come from an in-person work environment um, if nothing else maybe a mentor maybe somebody that's a leader maybe somebody you're learning from uh, but when they're virtual there's a different component to it and oftentimes companies don't really acknowledge that and I think it's a significant uh, disadvantage to not acknowledge that those are different environments and, and we have to accommodate those accordingly right uh, not to mention the, the the ability to be a passive leader, meaning like you're, maybe you just lead by example. Um, you're a spark plug. You just walk in, vibrant. How are you doing? You're warm. Your energy it it, it, it just it just lights the room up. Um, that can have such a positive impact on a workforce. And while you may not have a leadership title, maybe you're not the most highly paid. Maybe you're not the best salesperson, not the best consultant. Maybe you're a new employee on the on the bottom working your way up. There's intangibles, things that positive emotion, positive contributions can, and the energy can really drive a result in a community. And when you're virtual, we gotta look at those things differently. So, so, so today we're gonna look at three key things that you really should look at, whether you wanna call them tips, strategies, whatever it is. If you are a manager, if you're a leader, maybe you're a person in a company and you have the benefit of working remote, these are things that you should be aware of. And the, the reason is because there are companies doing these three things and it's delivering a better work experience. If you're an employee of a company and that has a virtual component, there are companies delivering on the three things I'm gonna to touch on that will make your life better. It will make the pay more valuable. Even if they pay you less, you'll feel more significant. You'll feel more valued. And the whole experience will be very, very, very unique and tailored around the real components of what work should be. 
the first component is very simple. There's a lot of studies out there, but the basics is very simple. When you clock in and clock out at work, there is an understanding that you arrive and you leave. When you're working remote at home or maybe on a job site and you're under the umbrella of a company infrastructure, but you're kind of on your own island, you're not really, uh, how do I reword that? You're more inclined to work more. It's this, and I want to take this bull by the horns up front. I'm not telling you remote employees are, are more productive. What I'm saying is that they're less inclined to punch the clock in the most traditional way. Not, not really a nine to five, right? So when there's virtual conference calls and all these different moving parts to, to touch the, the client side or the virtual experience, their home life, whatever it is that, that, that is the combination of a virtual workforce, you have to have technology that works. It is an incredible disadvantage as a company if you don't make that simple priority uh, uh, something to execute on. What do I mean by that? One, if you have your basic channels of communication and they're not free, they're, they're, they're not reliable, you are failing. Your employees are not punched in, punched out, where if the email or Slack or your project management software or Trello or whatever your systems are, or I'm just throwing names around, but if your systems, email, whatever it is, calendars, if it does not work, okay, you are just, it's just, it's just like, you're just letting them down. You're making their time, right? You're making their time feel less valuable because they're constantly waiting. They're constantly on hold. They're constantly being jacked around with their time because they can't control anything because the infrastructure of the company isn't accommodating a multi, uh, uh, excuse me, a virtual workforce. So your communication channels have to work. If you have video conferencing software, whether it's Skype or Zoom or Join Me or Web WebEx, whatever it is, make sure it works. If you have a 12:30 to 1:30 conference call with your virtual workforce, your teams, make sure things work. Right? It, it's a pretty simple thing to ask. Right? It's not that crazy. What it really just means is, if they're trying to work for you and they're trying to be productive, or you as the employer trying to be productive, the infrastructure of the company should not be the thing getting in your way. If you're trying to get the job done and your email keeps going down, that's a problem. If you're trying to get the job done, but your WebEx or your Zoom or your video conferencing system is not reliable, that is is not a good look. Because the companies that are winning have their infrastructure set up to support the virtual workforce. You don't really need all that if you're all in the same office, but if you're building a company based on the talent, wherever and wherever it can find, wherever the clients, whatever the service model is, and they're virtual, make sure your stuff works. Otherwise, you're just gonna drive your people away. Productivity will go down, retention will go down, turnover will go up, engagement, the whole, the whole, the whole lot. Because you're just getting in the way of them doing the job. Make sure your technology works, super simple. Number two, keep the calendars accurate. Just respect people's time, right? It's very different when you work in an office and you can jump down two cubes, go down to the cubicle and say, hey, hey, John, uh, can I grab you for a couple minutes and, and kind of hijack the calendar? But it's very different when it's virtual because you don't really know what's going on, right? If there's a situation, you know, if people are operating on their own with respect to a client site or, you know, ver whatever it is that's demanding their time and attention, the calendar has to stay up to date. Otherwise, it feels very manipulative. It feels very much so like, like you, uh, what you're gonna find is employees of the company, 
are gonna look at this and be like, I can't, nothing's predictable, nothing's stable. I feel like I'm getting thrown all over the place. I can't control my time. And I'm not even like, I don't even go to, to a company. As long as I, if I can pay, if I can find somebody else to pay me when I'm already getting paid, like I don't need to deal with this. Does that make sense? It's just like, I, it, it's really, it just drives people away. It's like, I don't need to deal with this right and that's okay like it, it's 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 just a very simple thing to address just respect people's calendars right people plan their day around what is provided by the company's resources right so it, it, the 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 there, there really aren't those halfway interactions when you walk around at work the sidebars the things that hijack your calendar halfway in the hallway like you don't have those interactions Right? So knowing that the calendar truly is the playbook of the day, and it's really important to, to respect that so that people can execute on the plan ahead. Very simple, but it, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those little things that if you don't do it, you'll see an impact. If you do do it, you just shouldn't even hear about it. Right? It's like no news is good news in that kind of world. Keep the calendars accurate. The last thing and, and probably the most important thing, treat your online community like an online community, meaning treat it like a separate community all its own. For example, if somebody new comes to work and they walk in the office, they're physical, they're on site, they're not virtual, it's very normal, if not expected, for you to welcome the employee and introduce them to people. Welcome here, here's the desk, welcome to day one, all your little onboarding stuff, make it a warm, pleasant environment, get them excited about the community, the culture, the expectations, the, 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 the goals of the group. But ultimately you introduce them to maybe a mentor, maybe a senior employee, somebody that can kind of teach them the ropes. Maybe you, hey, you set up, I know groups that set up like a, every time they don't hire people frequently, they're not rapidly growing, but they, when they hire, they like schedule it so that they have new hires and they set up a team luncheon. Those are very proactive approaches to get the employee fully immersed in the company culture, develop relationships, find friends, feel happy, comfortable, safe, ready to dive in. But it's often neglected when somebody joins virtually, right? It's kind of like you throw it in the email chain, hey, welcome Jessica. And then it's like, all right, get to work. If you can find creative ways to stimulate the community or connect people offline off off slack off email maybe send a a, a, pro, a different message saying hey you know jessica super excited i feel like you and, and matt will really get along he's kind of he was in your role last year but then got promoted i just wanted to connect you to one off i really think it's a good relationship and maybe he can teach you a few things get you more comfortable it's very simple things but it takes effort it takes attention and it takes intent so if you have a predominantly virtual workforce or a uh, partially virtual workforce, those small actions can really help build the culture online so that you're not hiring people to operate in their own world under the umbrella of your company. Because what happens when you do that is they're open and susceptible to being poached from another company that is the same work environment and better pay or better benefits. Because why would they not? They don't have friendships, relationships, camaraderie, culture, the intangibles, the love, the mentorship. They have a job that pays them and gives them benefits and they operate under their own world, home or client site. Taking the time to treat the community like a community, nurture it, foster it, contribute to it, make it more than just people working on an email chain, on Slack, on Zoom calls, right? Like, treat it like it's a group of people and help them find ways to collaborate. 
And I'm challenging not just managers and leaders, but everybody. Everybody should get involved in that. If you're a new employee, get involved. If you're a, a, a more tenured employee, get involved. They're small things, but ultimately, you need the company to feel that connection. Otherwise, you just have a bunch of individual moving mechanisms and you don't have an orchestra, you have a bunch of musicians, right? Everybody can play their instrument really well, but can they play together? Right? Like, I don't, I, I hope this doesn't shock anybody, but I do hope it kind of shocks the system a little bit. If you have virtual employees or you are a virtual employee, I implore you to just look at these three items. Does your technology work and is it easy to begin doing your job? I'm not asking, is your job easy? I'm not asking, are you challenged or not in your work? I'm asking, do you have the non-negotiable tools expected with somebody in your job? Are you fighting with your VPN every five minutes? Does your laptop or whatever technology you have not work? Does your video conferencing software crash all the time? Does Slack or Evernote or Trello, whatever, you know, Monday, whatever it is that you guys use, you, your team uses, just is it reliable? What it comes down to is I like sports analogies. You should be able to confidently step into the batter's box. I'm not asking if you're easy on, on, on taking the swing. I'm not asking if you're going to bat 500 and, and hit every ball every time it's thrown to you. But are you fighting to get in the batter's box? If you're fighting to get in the batter's box and actually begin what it is that you showed up to do, that's your company's fault and you should find another job because you're going to grow more, develop more, feel more valued, enjoy your work experience if you're not struggling to just step up to the plate. Keep your calendars accurate. Respect people's time. Right? That's the playbook for the day when you're a virtual employee. So I implore you just to acknowledge that. Like, do you feel like that's a vulnerability, a strength? Does your management respect it? Or is it just totally glazed over? Right? Keep the calendars accurate. And then the last thing, treat the online community like a community of its own. Is it being not nurtured? Is it being fostered? Is it being contributed to? Are relationships being, you know, being, 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 being uh, uh, created? Are you building new relationships? Are you introducing people to new people? Are you welcoming the new people in and treating them as if they walk into your office? If somebody walked into your office on a new day, you wouldn't just look at them and say hi and then walk by them or like let them sit down and nobody talks to them for, for three months outside of project work, right? Like there'd be some level of a hello, welcome, are you new? Great. But this also goes for existing relationships in, in, in the organization and people that have been there for a while. It's just important, right? Contribute to the community, connect people to, to deepen the relationships of the community, and ultimately, uh, you're going to find massive success because if you have the right people, they're skilled, they're qualified to do the job, you nurture the relationships that are conducive to teamwork, leadership, mentorship, you pay people really well, you give them the right benefits, you develop them accordingly, you respect their time, and you make the job easy to begin via the technology. Ultimately, you're going to have a great work experience. You're going to have healthy turnover, but you're going to have productive, engaged, retained employees that feel valued at work, connected to their coworkers, and engaged in their work, uh, uh, rather, rather uh, committed to their work, right? And they're not going to be looking for the next best thing next door because they're going to feel like they work with a community, not for themselves under the cloak of a company. But you know what? Three easy things to do, three easy things not to do. But that's all about building a strong foundation and, 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 and this is first floor conversations where the view at the top is only as good 
as the foundation which preserves it. My name is Jeremy Franchese. Like I said in the beginning, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you're listening, I just want to say thank you. I'm still practicing. I'm getting the hang of this, getting my footing. But the feedback's phenomenal. The response has been great. And what I really just would like to do is provide a blend of that 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 utility and, and the, the little bit of entertainment the best I can, right? We're still getting comfortable and warming up. But my hope is that you leave feeling like you have a better grasp on something simple that can make better results for you. So thank you so much for joining. More to come. And I look forward to it. Thank you so much.